Oh, you thought I had it that time. Well, if you were going for destroy the engine completely, yeah, you very nearly had it. Whoosh! You're not giving up on the Jenny 7 yet. We are not calling it that. What happened? Diagnostic computer says the nebula reactor burnt out. How is that even possible? They don't just stop working, they last millennia. Well, this one didn't. Think you can fix it? Well, not now you've pushed it like that, I can't. Honestly, I've tried every workaround I can think of. I'm sorry, Jenny, but we're trapped here. On this barren, empty rock of nothingness. Bit melodramatic. Well, we're going to have to go and ask for help. Here. I'm sorry, did you just... Scan the planet again, yeah. The planet that doesn't show up on any maps or star charts. Yes. The unnamed planet that was literally invisible to all NAVCOM scans and detection that you somehow managed to crash land on, you thought that was worth another scan, did you? Yeah, but I did a thing. Scanned harder. I'm getting good with all this tech stuff too. And it turns out, not as abandoned as we thought. What even is this place? A bar, whatever that is, and a trading post. Maybe they can sell us the parts we need, or at least help us find a new ship. I don't like this, Jenny. Yeah, you never do. One settlement? Only one? On this whole planet? Hidden from standard level scans? I mean, it's like they don't want to be found. How do we know it's even safe? <laughs> we don't. I do wish you wouldn't smile when you say that. And does this terrifying bar slash trading post have a name? Of course. And for somewhere so well hidden, when you actually find it, their data stamp is surprisingly informative. And? They call it the Maldivarium. Should we go and have a look inside? one word for it. I mean, look at all these ships. Think of all the places they've been or where they're going. A weird hard-to-find bar on a deserted asteroid in the middle of nowhere with this amount of space traffic? Does that seem right to you? That looks like the entrance over there. This is the part where the running for our lives usually starts. And yet I'm still following her. Why am I still following her? I should run away. Hey, wait for me! Hello, I'm Jenny. Lovely place you've got here. Oi! Force field, seriously. Greetings and congratulations. You've either found by chance or been invited to the Moldavarium. You run fast. Please, place your invitation, ID chip or DNA on the wall scanner on your right. Right. Okay, do we have any of those? I've got DNA, but he's not having any of it. So be it. Please state your intent inside this establishment. Oh, it's an interactive program. I'm Jenny, this is Noah. Our ship broke down and we want to try and obtain a new nebula reactor. Did that scanner just turn green? Admittance approved. What? They probably just extract their DNA from the saliva droplets in our breath. Well, they better not have. Access granted. Please enjoy yourself responsibly. And if you can't, it's nothing to do with me. <laughs> I am not happy about them having our DNA. Do you think they'll be able to help me find out who or what I am? 
This lot here, no chance. I just don't like the idea of them having it. Are you still worried the Colt 5000 is tracking us? No, it's been months. I really think we lost her at that space station. But you can't be totally sure. No, I can't. So, the best thing for us to do is to keep ourselves moving. Therefore, we're going to need that reactor for the ship. And to get that, we need to go... Inside the Moldavarium. Seriously? I'm just trying to keep it light. I mean, what could possibly go wrong? What indeed? The girl and the boy just entered the building. Monitor them. I want to know everything they do and anyone they speak to. Oh, and Mr. Probos. Yes, Mr. Molivar. There could be no disruptions. Not tonight. Of course, Mr. Molivar. Decorations to make your doorways more mysterious. Or to get you tangled up in when you try and escape. Oh, yeah, maybe. That's actually really clever. Is this what bars always like? I'm not sure. That creature over there behind the counter seems to be interacting with a lot of people, giving them drinks. We should ask it about where we can buy things. Great. You start there, I'll go table to table and ask everyone else. Oh, no, I wasn't suggesting we split up. Not every town will be here twice as long. Good point. See you back here in 20? Absolutely. Hello? Is anybody sitting here? No? Okay then. What can I get you? Oh, uh, I don't know. Um, could you maybe start by answering a couple of questions? Happily. It's as much a part of the job as anything else. Good. Right. Okay then. Uh, so, question number one. What actually is a bar? Hello. I'm Jenny. Sorry, were you having a private conversation? Oh, don't mind me. I'm just exploring, going around, introducing myself to people, being polite. Seriously? People just come here for a drink and a chat? Of course. And in a place like this, there's often a lot to talk about. Really? Hello, Jenny. I I'm just going around saying hi. I was just over there chatting to their Ogron, and he said I should come here to talk to you about buying some parts for my ship. But I don't want to interrupt if you have other business. I have no business with you. Oh, right. But you do have some business here, though. Leave me alone. A drink, perhaps? Oh, yes, please. Uh, because that's what people do in bars. I'll have a glass of your finest water, please. As you wish. That's because you're thicker than an Ogron cocktail. <laughs> Obviously, I'm here for the same reason that you all are, wink, wink, hush, hush, secret and all that. Uh, but just in case, you know, it, it slipped my mind, what reason would that be again? Oh. Well, you were right, this water is glorious. I mean, literally the best water I've ever tasted. It should be. It's naturally frozen and mined in the ice caves of the seventh moon of Ishalan. It's incredibly pure and rare. Which, of course, why it costs so much. Sorry, what? This isn't free. You asked for my finest water. On a scale of puddle to tap? This is not what I meant at all. You can't charge me for this. I can. I will. And I have. Look, there must be something... Oh, oh hello, Noah. You asked 
Too many questions, girl. Jenny? I don't know what he means. I was just being friendly. I'm assuming you didn't find the engine part we need. No, not yet. You? No, although I have just paid... Um, 4,500. 4,500 credits for a water. Yikes. You. You owe me an apology. For what? I was just saying hello. I am way newer to the universe than you are. I'm just trying to make some friends. You are no friend of mine. And I said you owe me an apology. Holster your weapon. Now. It's not a weapon. It's my arm. Put it down and go back to your table. I will not ask again. Oh, I've got my eye on you, little girl. Send him a drink on the house. Of course. And you, follow me. Your presence is requested. Oh, good. I've been wanting to meet your boss since the moment we got here. This way. Jenny. Shh, I've got this. I am in control of the situation. Yeah, that sentence stopped being a comfort a long time ago. Alright, a little less of the pushing, thanks. The people you required. Oh, good, good. Uh, please, won't you take a seat? A drink? Maybe something to eat? <laughs> I don't think so. This is how they got me last time. I assure you, my timid little friend, this offer is completely on my tab. Oh, well, actually, I'm a little peckish. No, we're not getting into this man's debt that easily. <laughs> oh, I like her. She's clever. You're the hologram outside. Is this your place? Dorian Moldovar at your service. You named the bar after yourself. She keeps doing that with her ships. Because it's funny and I know it annoys you. Not like naming this place, though. That just stinks of ego. Hmm, yes, perhaps. But I've worked a long time to get my name its reputation. So sue me if I like a little credit. And what reputation is that, Mr. Moldavar? <laughs> you are delightful. I'd ask her. She knows. Do I? What is he talking about? My dear boy, Mr. Don't tell Noah. Oh. Noah. <laughs> what I do here, or anywhere else, to be honest, is I obtain things. Whatever a person needs, items, information, whatever is desired, for the right price, of course. And now I have a few questions for you. What brings you here? What do you need me to obtain for you? And did she obtain the information she was looking for? Um, sorry, what? Jenny? Bless you. You really are adorable, aren't you? Didn't you see her bouncing table to table, playing all innocent? Hunting for information? I was looking for someone to sell us a nebula reactor. Of course you were. And therefore, you've come to the right place. But please, don't think I was born yesterday. I know someone working a room when I see it. I've been doing it all my life. Jenny? We just need the reactor and we'll be on our way. Indeed. There is just the matter of payment, of course. And although in the circles I tend to move, the cost of parts required really might seem quite minimal. Looking at you two, I can't help but think perhaps you may not actually be able to afford one. Fine. We'll get off this rock some other way. Come on, Noah. Of course, if that's how you want to play it. Just know, at the Moldavarium, we could always come to some sort of arrangement. What type of arrangement did you have in mind?
washer-uppers. He wants us to pay for the reactor by washing up. No, just one of you. The pretty one is to go to the bar and wait table. Oh, yeah, that'd be right. Always the woman who gets to be the waitress sent out there to be chatted up and demeaned. That is sexist and insulting. I said the pretty one. So, the pretty one will go and do it. Me? Wait, him? I'm the pretty one? Yes. Uniforms and trays are over there. Okay. And you? Rubber gloves. Wash. (sighs) Unbelievable. Beat the Ood, rescued a space station full of clones, I can defeat the washing up. Oh, doctor's daughter, nothing's gonna stop me. Oh, come on, people, this is dried on. <sighs> Seriously, guys, you've got to start rinsing first. You won't believe the time I'd save. Did you put them to work as I requested? I did. Mr. Moldovar, are you sure we should be helping them? Especially tonight. More and more buyers are arriving all the time. This place is too hot to be helping lost young girls. Mr. Probos, if you believe that girl is lost and helpless, well, it's a good job I employ you for your strength now, isn't it? I'm keeping them close. Because I'm not done with discovering their secrets yet. And secrets have value, Mr. Probos. Oh, and this one here, she feels rich in secrets to me. Very rich indeed. <laughs> Don't you scrub up nicely, pretty one. Don't do that. Acting all casual like you couldn't care less. Noah, for the last time, I am not jealous that the weird elephant bouncer finds you more attractive than me. The sentence I never expected to hear myself say. I'm not talking about that. What Dorium said. He was right, wasn't he? You planned this. Noah, you're just being silly now. Am I? Because this is exactly the type of reckless and dangerous thing you'd do. And no doubt for all the right reasons. Go on. Deny it. Deny you did this. Fine, of course I did. I fiddled with the engine and crashed the ship here on purpose. Why? Why did you lie to me, Jenny? Because you'd have never let me come voluntarily. No, I wouldn't have. Because that's not our deal. We don't target things directly. We just float around the universe, through space and occasionally time, but we do not target problems directly. But why not? Because it's too dangerous. Sure, if we randomly float by something that needs our help, then, and only then, can we help out because that's what we agreed. But we can't go hunting these things out. Well, maybe we should. Who knows how long we have in this universe? We should be helping out, doing what we can to make it the best place it can be for everyone. Why are we at the Moldavarium, Jenny? The Jenny 7, the ship we borrowed. I think you'll find we stole it, but go on. I was going through her databanks where you slept a few nights ago. And? Whoever the previous owner was. The actual owner. They'd been sent an invitation. Here, to the Moldavarium. To a black market auction. Black market? Tonight. And the worst people in the galaxy will be here to bid on an item and we have to stop them, Noah. But why? What could they possibly be selling that's worth all this? The lies? The danger? Jenny, what are they selling? Tell me. Have you ever heard of a TARDIS?
How are you? <laughs> Having a good time? <laughs> oh, hello! Very nice to meet you, sir. Let me know if you need anything. Doriam. It's just facts. My staff are treating you well, I hope? Yes. And I'm assuming all is well with your friends? They're more than ready to pay handsomely. If what you claim to have is real. My dear Miss Fax, Andros, you sound like you don't trust me. Have I ever let you down? Actually, don't answer that. Just know that tonight you won't be disappointed at all. So I suggest checking in with all your friends, the ones with the deepest pockets. Because it's not every day you find somebody auctioning off actual Time Lord technology. I will need to confirm the artifact before bidding. Of course, of course. I would expect nothing less from the commandants of the Forgotten Armory or their broker. This way, please. Testing one, two, three. Alpha, beta, gamma. Apple, grass, salmon, jetpack. You're just saying words now. No. Thank you very much. Those are always, I've heard people test communicators on our travels. I just never know which is appropriate for which occasion. I don't know why I have to be the one doing the sneaking. A lot of people rely on me to serve them drinks out here. Noah, when you find out where the TARDIS is hidden, I'll do all the really important sneaking men to go and rescue it. Rescue? Rescue it? How? Mm, not sure yet. It's a plan in progress, but it's going to be excellent. What even is this? Ketchup or solidified lava? believe you're still doing the washing up. It's actually rather calming. Right, can you see that bartender you talked to earlier? Yes, we're still behind the bar. Great. Go over and find out about the auction. How am I supposed to do that? Don't worry. I'm great at this stuff. I'll direct you. Really? Because isn't that what you were doing earlier when you got thrown through the glass screen? Oh, shush. Hello again. These are the table nine. Oh, okay. It's pretty busy in here tonight, isn't it? It's pretty busy in here tonight, isn't it? Perhaps. Why do you think that is? Why do you think that is? Is it because of the auction? What? What? Say it. Um, is it because of the auction? What do you know of that? Oh, I, uh... Dorian requested I take him a drink. Mr. Moldovar requested I take him a drink through. Uh, to the room. The one he's in with the artifacts for sale. Okay, so we're just riffing now, are we? Which room is that? No, uh, easy. Storage room three. Out the back. Oh, right, that actually worked, did it? Here you go. Uh, but be quick. Through the doors by the stage, it's the fourth door on the left. Okay, great. Thank you. Thank you. Jenny? Jenny? Are you there? Yep. I'm already on my way to the room. How are you going to get there? Noah, it's me. How do you think I'm going to get there? You're I'm going to climb through the, the building's ventilation shaft. See you in a bit. Mr. Maldivar asked me to take a drink to the room with the artifacts. Oh, tell me you're not that stupid. Oh, you think he was lying? Security, this is Mr. Probos. Seal off storage sections 3 to 15. Nothing goes in or out. And as for you, you're fired. Oh! Don't ever return to this place again. No! If you do, it'll be your last visit anywhere. Now, out of my way. Okay, 
Fourth room on the left. This should be it. I should be there any moment. Great. I'm not going to wait for you. Of course you're not. Huh. Jenny? Is everything okay? I'm not sure. They definitely said storage room three. Yes, I'm sure. Why, what's wrong? I don't know. There's just nothing here. Nothing? It's just a room filled with junk. A load of old boxes, a filing cabinet, an old fridge. You should get out of there, Jenny. What if it's a trap? But there is a TARDIS here. I know there is. I can feel it. From the second that I touch down on this planet, like, it's calling to me, singing. The song of the Time Lords. What does a TARDIS even look like? Uh, I don't know. Blue, I think? Or they have some sort of cloaking device, I'm not sure. Noah, is that you outside the door? No, I took a wrong turn, I think. This place is a maze. Well, if it's not you, then... Jenny, hey! As you can see, solid beryllium door, deadlock sealed. Let's just call this one my special storage room. Nothing gets in and nothing gets out without me knowing. Something's definitely not right here, Jenny. Shh! Who claims to have a room that safe and leave the bench after that vulnerable? We don't want prying eyes now, do we? Yes. I think this will be a lovely addition to the Forgotten Armory. Not technically a weapon, of course. Or at least that's what the Time Lords would have you believe. What exactly is it they plan to do with it? That would be none of your business, Mr. Maldovar. Oh, come, come, Mistress Fax. Please don't believe me a fool. I have eyes and ears everywhere. I know you're not just collectors. You're black market dealers of lost weapons. You deconstruct and analyze them with the intention of forging more. The deadliest weapons in the universe for the use in future wars. The wars you then start yourself to push up the prices. That is no concern of yours. Tale as old as time, really. Basic business model. I'm just making the point. I know everything. So, I understand what this artifact is really worth. And tonight, at the auction, the starting price will be set accordingly. Where is it? Good. Nice to know we're on the same page. It's here, in this room, amongst all these forgotten things, cloaked. A chameleon circuit, they used to call it. <laughs> Adorable, I know. Used to hide it wherever it landed, so the locals never knew what was coming before it was too late. Which item? I will need to see the inside, too. Tut, tut, tut. Is this your first time? Do you really think I'm just going to point it out to you so you could steal it from under my nose? I don't think so. But what I will tell you, use your scanner. I'm assuming you have a scanner. And scan for Artron energy. The radiation of the time vortex. Go ahead. Scan the room. All TARDISes are awash with the stuff. If you have faked this... How would I fake that? You can't get those levels of concentrated Artron without an actual TARDIS being present. So, satisfied? Yes. I will be bidding for the item. Of course you will. And please understand, this is not a done deal. I will be showing the other bidders and letting them conduct whatever scans they want. You know how these things are. Money is no object. I know. 
That's why we're selling this at an auction. <laughs> so, shall we perhaps go and spend a little more of that money back at the bar? Or perhaps the solitude of a private suite? Yes, that... Of course. I shall have one prepared. This way, please. It's true. Dorian really has a TARDIS. One of the last in the universe. A little piece of home. So, what are we going to do, Jenny? Well, I'm not going to let anyone buy it, that's for sure. I'm going to fly the TARDIS out of here. What? It's in me, Noah. Just something deep inside. I, I think I know how to fly it. How it works. Like it's guiding me, talking to me. Asking for help. Jenny. I, I know, I know it sounds crazy, but... Perhaps it's, it's part of my father left over from when I was created, or maybe it's within all the Time Lords, even a copy like me, but I can feel it, I just know. I think it wants me to. Then that's all I need to know. Dorian? I'm so sorry, Jenny. Noah! Hello again, little girl. Probos. No, gotcha! <clears throat> Let go, what are you doing? You're coming with me. But first... Ugh... That really stinks. The female is subdued. Well done, Mr. Probos. Bring her to me. We have work to do. <sighs> Jenny? Where am I? Mr. Maldivar's private office. Oh, you better not have tied me to this chair for your sake. Rope tighter. <laughs> Don't try and struggle. That sentient rope. Its one purpose in life is to cling to whatever I tell it to. I wouldn't. The more you struggle, the more it learns and the tighter it gets. I found out the hard way. Noah, what have you done? They caught me right outside the room made me help. They said it hurt us if I didn't. I had to for both of us. You let them capture us. Oh, shush now. It isn't for long. Just until you can't spoil my sales. You'll pay for this. No, but everyone else will. They'll pay me lots. Did you really think I wouldn't have every possible communication signal in this building's radius monitored? Information is everything. Everything. Is that the only thing that you care about, exploiting people for profit? I didn't realise at first, but now it's just so obvious. Because word of everything reaches me here. So, stories of a girl calling herself the Doctor's daughter, and a boy from literally nowhere running around the galaxy doing good, that was always going to pique my interest. You don't know what you're talking about. Here I am, trying to sell something containing the secrets of the Time Lords. Only for an actual child of time to walk right through my front door. Well, I didn't know what to do for the best. You can't keep me prisoner here while you auction off my heritage. Don't you know what they'll do to it? Don't you know what they'll do to you? A Time Lord clone? I am keeping you here to protect you, Jenny. I owe that man a huge debt. More than I would ever truly admit to his face. Faces. Whatever. So the least I can do right now is to try and keep his daughter and her friend safe. Wait, you know my father? Do you know how to find him? <laughs> find him? 
the doctor is everywhere and nowhere. But when he does show up again, I very much want to be able to say I helped protect his kin. I don't need your protection, Dorian. And I'm not offering it. But if you're even half as impulsive, pig-headed and infuriatingly stupid as your father can be... Which we can assume she is. Oh, shut up, Noah. I am asking you just to trust me and help me stop you from doing something incredibly stupid here. And you know that I can't let you sell off a TARDIS. <sighs> the auction starts soon. Mr. Probos, please keep them here until then. For their sake, as much as my own. Yes, Mr. Moldovar. Well... I thought that went very well. Ladies and gentlemen, unspecified and technological, welcome to the Moldavarium for this very, very special night. As you know, I have somewhat of a reputation for procurement. If you desire it, it really is only a matter of cost. I have seen and sold it all, which is why you all sat up and took such notice when I started spreading the word of our sale tonight. <laughs> and you will understand how rare this item must be. Rarer than the liquid diamond snakes of Arium Seven. Harder to acquire than the soul of a Zankari Inquisitor. As forgotten in time as the skeletal remains of Khalid's original form. Not that I could ever admit any of you had ever been here, of course. <laughs> or that any of you had even shown interest in such an item, because I wouldn't want it falling into the wrong hands now, would I? The hands of people who would do who knows what with it, and all of its mysteries and power. <laughs> so, without any further ado, Allow me to present this must-have artifact for you, right now. It might just look like a normal household refrigerator, conveniently cloaked for you to transport wherever you wish without question. But it is also so much more. The power, the transport, and the greatest weapon of the Time Lords. Time and relative dimension in space. I give you a still-beating, fully-functioning TARDIS. The auction has begun. You have to stop it. And if I don't? Bad things will happen. What do I care if this TARDIS is sold to some wicked people? The universe deserves it. I actually meant if you don't let us go, she will do bad things. To you. Her. <laughs> Don't make me laugh. I was made for war. Good. I've seen many. I enjoy them. Then I feel sorry for you. <laughs> also, I don't believe you. Sure, you have thick skin and look like a tank, but that doesn't mean you're that way on the inside too. Stop talking, or I will make you. Oh, hit a little nerve, did I? Rope. Strangle her. I said, strangle her. Rope. Tighten. Oh, oh I'm sorry. Uh, are you talking about this rope? Oh. Oh. 
Get it off me! Here you go, have mine too. Oh. But how? You said it yourself. Sentient rope. When you were over there watching the monitor, I had a little chat with it and uh, made it see sense. Oh, no, 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 no. It doesn't work like that. Apparently it does, because I spoke to it like it was a uh. living creature, not just a weapon to be pointed and used. Uh. Believe me, I know how that feels. And speaking of which... Oh, uh. yeah! I'm going to go save this TARDIS. No. They won't let you do this. It isn't just an ordinary auction. Not just any clientele. This is a room of some of the worst, most evil, most wanted people in the galaxy. And you're just gonna what? Run inside and shout, stop. Uh, for starters, yeah. You're out of your depth, little girl. That's not really the plan, is it? Dunno. Guess we'll find out when we get there. Jenny! Stop her! Boy! Please! Please? She has no idea the damage she's about to do. 20 million! <gasps> I'm seeing a raise from the Samtara Battalion of Dead Technology. 25 million! Mistress Andrus Fax, nothing more from you. I will bid in my own time. <laughs> No, you won't. This auction is over. <laughs> How's it going? Did you uh, stop the sale and save the TARDIS yet? That's exactly what's happening right now. Good. Yeah, thought so. I can tell by the way they're all laughing at you. Did you go with stop? Uh, more of a no, actually, but I'm just getting started. I'm guessing you charmed the rope politely and asked it to let you go. I told him. I said, Mr. Probos, we have to start using non-emotional rope. Oh, stop stalling, Dorian. Over away. So you can what? Get to the TARDIS and just fly away? Yes, exactly. I beg you, Jenny, don't do this. It won't end well for any of us. I am done listening to you. Now get out of my way. Well, don't say I didn't warn you. Wait. The insides, it's... Just a refrigerator, not a TARDIS. Yes, I did try and warn you. Hey, look! Uh, now, uh, now, I can see you're all a little confused and angry. What did you do, Doriam? My clients will not be happy. It's... It's not a TARDIS. Uh, now, listen, yes, this item here is not a TARDIS. That much is true. I'm so sorry, Jenny. So, yes... I got you here under false pretenses, but only because I have something even better to offer you. Mr. Probus, just in time, if you could oblige. Gladly. Inside the fridge? Quite so. Oi! Hey! Let us out, trunk face! You are on thin ice here, Dorian. What could you possibly have that would be better than a TARDIS? Perhaps you should all scan the inside of the refrigerator again. Now. Is that... It can be. That's Time Lord DNA. Is it? Oh, well then, that changes everything. Is this for real, Doriam? Of course it's real. Mr. Probos, time? 25. 57 hours. Excellent. Clone the DNA, sure. And therefore, it's not the purest form, but Time Lord's DNA all the same. 
And right now, it's pretty much the last you'll find in the universe. So where shall we start the bidding? 30 million! See, this is why we don't actually target problems. And what would you have me do, Noah? Learn about a black market auction for TARDIS and just leave it? Just assume we'll probably bump into it some other point and we can deal with it then. No, I don't know. I just know the only effect we've had so far being here is to make matters worse and put ourselves in danger. But we tried. We tried to make the universe just a slightly better place to live in. And if you ask me, that's always a chance worth taking. 35 million! Do I hear higher than that anywhere? You at the back, sulking in the darkness. Don't think I don't see you there. Anyone want to go higher? Mistress Fax? The Sontarans? Perhaps the Varden over there by the door? You know, something about this just doesn't make sense. Dorium and his TARDIS? Or Lakov? Yes. I mean, why bother? Time, Mr. Provost. 30 seconds. Money? I, I get the feeling where Dorium is concerned, the answer is always money. But I get the feeling he's also a massive coward. Why would you risk this level of danger? of inviting this many evil and bad people together to a fixed location to make them all bid against each other for an item he does not have. Together. And also, what about the Artron energy they detected? He wanted to get them all in the same room at the same time. Together. But why? What the...? Would you want to see this? Signal locked. Teleportation bubbles established. Good. Take them. They're all yours now. Dematerialization commencing. He's killing her. We have to do something. Oh, do relax, dear boy. They're mainly being transported elsewhere. This would be forgotten, Doria. You would pay for this. Oh, get in line. You're not the first and you won't be the last. I'm Doria Moldovar. Information is my currency. I'll see you coming before you even left the house. They're gone. All of them. Yes. Crowd scoop. Teleported, the lot of them. Where? The nearest penitentiary. You see, the local law enforcement in this sector and I have a little arrangement by way of the Shadow Proclamation. Every so often, I do them a favour. Like, oh, I don't know. Tempt a group of notorious black market traders and brokers into one place so they can seize and arrest them all together. And then they perhaps look the other way at some of my, shall we say, less than ethical dealings. And the fact that all the other black marketeers are now gone, leaving all the trade open for you and only you, is just a happy coincidence? Oh, do you know, I never even thought of that. How convenient. <laughs> So you staged the TARDIS auction as a way to lure the targets into the open? It had to be something they could never resist. And it worked. And once again, everyone's happy. But you had a TARDIS. So pretty, and yet so stupid. It's a fridge. You've been inside it. No, the Artron energy. Jenny, you can't just create that amount. I think he really has a TARDIS here. Oh, do you now? Yes. Mr. Probot. Would you mind taking care of our Uswell guests' accessories? Weapons, spaceships, the usual. I'll wrap this up myself. Yes, Mr. Molivar. 
Dorian. Well, of course I've had a TARDIS here before. In the old days, before the war. Have you not heard of the Corsair? That one could never say no to a rum. No, that's not it. Artron energy depletes over time like everything else. There's no way the readings Andros Fax was picking up could have come from anything other than a physically present TARDIS. She's not an idiot. She wouldn't have started bidding so hard if not. Well, this one's not as dumb as he looks. You have a TARDIS? My dear, I'm Dora Moldovar. I have everything and anything. But where? Where indeed. Perhaps we should start with the very ground beneath your feet. The planet? The asteroid we're standing on, you believe it's a cloaked TARDIS? I know it is. It came into my possession many, many years ago. <laughs> Why else would I run a trading post on such a barren and awful rock if it wasn't of great importance? We stood right this second on top of a disguised TARDIS. Yes, and until now I've never been able to get inside and explore. So what do you say? Do you want to try? This way, please. Nearly there. Stop running off. Oh, I'm excited. A real TARDIS buried all the way down here. Not buried. This is all the TARDIS. Its surface, anyway. Just through here. Welcome. Welcome to the mouth of the TARDIS. That's it. Those two metal doors and the stone. It doesn't always reveal its entrance so easily. Always moving. I suspect it's excited too. No need to hide today. But why? I'm not a real Time Lord, just a copy. An echo. An echo. Vibrating loudly through the silence of space right now. Screaming out her very existence in a universe so very bereft of that exact sound. It knows you, Jenny. Reach out and touch it. Touch a little piece of home. Opening. Jenny, the TARDIS doors, they're open. Like I said, it knows you. Knows the touch of a Time Lord. Well, what are you waiting for? I don't know, I... It's welcoming you, Jenny. It wants you to step inside. <sighs> okay. Hello? Oh, isn't it magnificent? Yes. It's... It's everything. So, what do we do now? Well, clearly I'm going to fly it. Uh, then perhaps we should discuss the matter of payment first. Do you even know how? My heart's telling me I do, so I guess we're about to find out. Doors? Now, hold tight, everyone. <laughs> Here we go! Allons-y! I don't know why I said that. Oh, oh, it's working! She's doing it! We're taking off? Yes! I'm flying a TARDIS! Wait, why is the room vanishing? Oh, because I'm dematerializing the TARDIS around you, Dorian. Leaving you where you're standing. Wait, what? But what about the money? 
Oh, no, this TARDIS isn't for sale. Goodbye, Dorian. Thanks for nothing. Good riddance. So, just to check, you dematerialized the whole planet the Moldavarium was built on, which was really a TARDIS, from underneath it, right? Uh, yeah. So, the building and all the spaceships that were on it are now... Left randomly floating in the vacuum of space, yeah. Jenny? Oh, they're all airtight. I guess. So, now what? Well, if it's okay with you, I'm going to take a moment to enjoy this. Me. Jenny. The Doctor's daughter. Flying a TARDIS like I was born to do it. Stealing a TARDIS and leaving me behind. Very impressive indeed. Well, consider yourself lucky. You and your hideously decorated, by the way, bar deserve a lot worse than just being left adrift in space. Adrift? My dear girl, whoever said anything about me being adrift? What's happening? TARDIS, show me outside. There, look. Jenny, the Moldavarium, it's... Flying. Oh, I should have seen that coming. The tunnels, the building, the ship park, the entire trading post. It's just one big spaceship. Well, of course it is. You don't think I'd be stupid enough to leave a sensitive operation such as mine continually parked in the same spot. Mr. Provost, ready the jump drives? This time tomorrow, we'll be parked on a new home on a new asteroid that will probably look almost the same as the last one. If you find it... Do pop in for a drink sometime? I don't think so. <laughs> but before I go, a proposition. For us? Not interest. I'm listening. Jenny? I would like to offer my services to you as a broker of information. Still not interested. I hear about everything going on in this galaxy and the next. These walls positively pulse with information. So I was thinking, perhaps... Every so often, when I hear of something you might be interested in, how about I throw that information your way, and you can do with it as you wish or please. And what would you want in return? Me? <laughs> oh, nothing really. The satisfaction of helping a fellow adventurer. Perhaps I could help get that bounty hunter from the future off your back. He knows about the Colt 5000. We can't trust him. And we certainly don't want him. Wait, go on then. Let's have a free sample of what kind of information you've got. Maybe we can do something with it. <laughs> well, here's a little morsel I've been hearing about lately. A world called New Damson. I believe they could make very good use of your talents. I'll send through the coordinates. So, until we meet again, farewell, Doctor's daughter. I'll be watching. Mm, not if I'm watching you first. Uh, I wouldn't doubt it. Until the next time. You know, as annoying as it sounds, I think I might actually quite like him. Uh, do you actually have any idea what you're doing? Uh, no, not really. I'm just trusting my instincts. It's been working pretty well for me so far. Okay, not, not that button. So, we have a TARDIS now. 
No, no, we're not keeping it. What? Why not? Because this is a craft of a Time Lord, mentally connected to them, lost in time and space. Therefore, it is not mine to take. Even now? When you might be one of the last Time Lords left in the universe? Especially now. I can hear her, Noah, through her telepathic circuits. She's old. She's tired. She's been through so much. So the kindest thing we can do for her now is to set her adrift, alone in space, to let her finally enjoy the silence. But the places we could go, the things we could do... And we still will, Noah. I'm just happy to take the slow route. Remember those coordinates? We can follow the lead Dorian gave us and see what happens on New Damson. Maybe... Do we really trust him, Jenny? Dorian, no, not at all. The man's a manipulator of the highest order. But because of that fact, I also sort of do. I don't understand. He's clever, Noah. Too brilliant for any of what just happened to have been by chance. He wanted us to find this TARDIS, to keep it out of the wrong hands. I I wouldn't be surprised if it was Dorian who somehow put the information about the auction into the Jenny 7 in the first place. Maybe because he knows my dad. Maybe, Maybe one of a million other reasons. But maybe... Doria Moldovar's biggest secret, the information he'd never want anyone to find out, is that deep down inside, he's actually a good person and wants the best for the universe. And for now, I'm going to keep that secret, because that's something money can't buy. So, here we go. You, and me, and the universe. Just the way I like it. Speaking of which, if we're just leaving this TARDIS cloaked and floating in space... How are we going to get out of here ourselves? We'll we'll just borrow one of the ships drifting in space, the ones from Dorium's ship park. You mean steel, don't you? And we'll call it the Jenny 8. We are not calling it that. Oh, yes, we are. Scans say the planet below has all of our needs. Good. Set her down over there by the mountains. Then start leaking word of our location immediately. Whatever your business may be, the Moldavarium is once again back in business! My name's Adrian Poynton. I'm the writer of episode one of Jenny Volume 2, and my episode's called Inside the Moldavarium. So the best thing for us to do is to keep ourselves moving. Therefore, we're going to need that reactor for the ship. And to get that, we need to go... Inside the Moldavarium.
Seriously. I'm just trying to keep it light. Well, I was really excited because Matt Fitton, who's script editor on the Jimmy box sets, just came to me and said two things. One, how do you feel about writing episode one of the new box set? And two, how do you feel about Dorian Maldivar? And I bit his hand off because I love the character of Dorian. The stuff Stephen Moffat did with him in such a small amount of episodes and Simon, who plays him's performance on those just few scenes, really, just gave us such a full and rounded character that I just was giddy to play with, you know? And, and it's great because when you get a character like Dorian, you get a lot of other stuff with him. You kind of get, you know, you get the Maldivarium, this bar slash trading post that he owns and... Uh, uh, and that's great because then you start thinking about who works there with him and what characters inhabit it. And already the world is filled out. Just like one character being handed to me, I just had this this exciting world to play in already. And that's half the battle with the story. Hello, I am Georgia Tennant and I played Jenny. I am Sean Biggerstaff and I play Noah, the boy from nowhere. Go over and find out about the auction. How am I supposed to do that? Don't worry, I'm great at this stuff. I'll direct you. Really? Because isn't that what you were doing earlier when you got thrown through the glass screen? Oh, shush. They're sort of, they're doing much of the same um, from series one. Um, I think the idea being that she doesn't like to sit still at any point and he's trying to make her do a bit more of that. And inevitably they run into, or in her case, pursue, I would say, um, dangerous situations because it's fun. And then you start thinking about, well, Okay, well, Dorian sells things to people at auctions and things like that, and the highest bidder. Uh, what's he going to be selling that could attract Jenny there? Because she's going to want to go there and stop him, surely, whatever he's selling. And then you sort of realise, oh, it's probably only one thing, isn't it? And then the second you've got that, you suddenly realise, oh, I've got a story. Oh, and you just, you're just giddy to write it. So um, it didn't take a lot of inspiration, honestly. Really, the inspiration for this episode was uh, just the character of Dorian and the idea of putting him and Jenny together at loggerheads and then you're off to the races. I feel like on some level Adrian has known that I've been waiting to get into a TARDIS for many many years and I'm glad that he was the man to put me in one. There was like a proper goosebumpy moment wasn't there? Like... Yeah, no, I'm a, I'm a real, uh, as you know well Georgia, mm -hmm. kind of prematurely old, jaded and um, don't often get excited by what I'm reading in the scripts or things that I'm going to do, um, and when when the uh, the possibility of a TARDIS was introduced, that genuinely got me really excited. Mm. Hello, I'm Simon Fisher Becker, and I'm playing the character of Dorian Moldovar. The Doctor is everywhere and nowhere, but when he does show up again, I very much want to be able to say I helped protect his kin. I don't need your protection, Dorian. And I'm not offering it. Inside the Moldavarium by Adrian Pointer is brilliant and really does show uh, <laughs> Dorium at his best. And uh, you've got to work out what are the actions he's taking. Uh, are they for his own desire and his own profit? Or is he secretly doing something to do something good for somebody else? Well, that's up to the listener to work out. I think what's clever about that story is you never quite know if he's a, as it were, goody or a baddie. And I don't think Jenny really does either. And there's something, something sort of charming and, and, Willy and space evil wonka. and witty. That's exactly what he is. Willie the Space Wonka. <laughs> Thanks, Sean. But yes, he's, um, he's, well, he's, 
he's a delightful character and someone that I think by the end she's very much hoping that she'll run into again. I laughed out loud in some parts and I was so grateful that it had this multi-layer aspect of Durham uh, sort of woven into the, the dialogue. It was, um, it was excellent and my first impression was, ah, oh, I just can't wait to get going. Let them know the location immediately. Whatever your business may be, the Moldavarian is once again back in business. <laughs> He's so multi-layered. That's what I enjoy most. And, and working with some excellent, like this is a brilliant script, this one. And for actors, we're always told to read between the lines. But in this case, we didn't have to. It's all there, all there to work with. And the other thing is really after production and once it's on sale, getting the feedback from the fans is always brilliant. And uh, the fans will be over the moon because they're constantly asking if Dorian's coming back. And uh, I have to say, after 10 years, I think it's brilliant that my character is still sought after. And thank you very much, Big Finish, for giving us the opportunity. What's lovely about Big Finish is everyone that they pick to join each episode that we do is so lovely that it's just such a joy, isn't it? Every every day is like, oh, yeah, it's a shame a not to have them in person. the room today. We've just been yeah. working with a, a group of uh, disembodied voices. Um, yeah, that, which means we might get sick of each other a bit sooner than we would have if there'd been <laughs> some <Yeah>. padding. <laughs> but yes, it, it's nice that they're very they're a good judge of character, I would say. Hello, my name is Barnaby Kay, and I am the director on these new episodes of Jenny, the Doctor's Daughter, still running. The casting side of things is 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 really thrilling, and it's lovely, and I think it's it's a great testament to to Big Finish because almost without exception actors if they can do it if they're available will do it because they know that by either by reputation or, or by experience they know what an enjoyable time it is and how how much fun is had but then also how seriously the work is taken and how we strive to get the very best performances and to tell the story in the clearest and and best possible way so it's it's really good you know it's known in the business as really great work that's done in a really great atmosphere so even even in in this slightly remote form there's still a really fun atmosphere and people chipping in and people having ideas changing things and uh, for the better always it, you know it's a real perk of the job and to listen to them make you know do things with characters you you hadn't thought of and um, and that's one of the, I think, one of the rules of directing these things is to let the actors do it their way at least first because usually their instincts will be better than yours and you'll hear something you weren't expecting. It might not be what you were trying to get but it'll be something brilliant and, and not something you could have um, predicted. So, uh, so that, uh, you know, that's all thrilling, really. It's really, it's a great privilege. My name's Sarah Powell and uh, in this fabulous episode I am playing a character called Andros Fax and another character called Bar Person This won't be forgotten Doriam You'll pay for this Oh get in line You're not the first and you won't be the last Andros Fax is a shady outer world character who's up to shady things, um, things that will harm humanity and the bar person is a very cheerful bar person loving their work 
just living their best life working in the bar. I have to say that the combo of the baddie and the the sweet, chirpy goodie was really fun, actually. I was really happy to do it. To be able to, to turn from one to the other, I found really fun. Sorry, what? This isn't free. You asked for my finest water. On a scale of puddle to tap? This is not what I meant at all. You can't charge me for this. I can. I will. And I have. Sarah, I've known since drama school. We were, at drama, we were in the same year at drama school. And um, she's done other uh, big finish work as well so I've uh, I've heard from her recently but Michael Wellman I don't know and uh, and didn't know until today but I know his reputation and I know his work and I know how good he is and he was um, he was just great casting for this particular part my name is Michael Wildman and I'm playing Mr Probos so the pretty one will go and do it Me? wait him I'm the pretty one yes uniforms and trays are over there Okay. And you? Rubber gloves. Wash. Well, Mr. Probos is an interesting character in terms of uh, what he looks like, and <laughs> he's a character that has a lot of presence. Basically, uh, Mr. Moldova's right-handed man, basically, yeah, basically exercise whatever he's, he's told, his, his, his muscle, basically. He has a very dry sense of humour. There are some quite, you know, a couple of funny lines that he has to del- deliver in there which kind of goes against what he actually may physically look like. So that was actually quite nice when I first read those because it made me chuckle quite a bit. But um, he's also someone that you wouldn't want to mess with. (laughs) But yeah, he's um, he's a real nice character to play. Uh, My name's Joe Kramer, and I wrote the music and supervised the sound design for Inside the Moldavarium. I'm so glad that they have uh, brought back this series. I had such a great time on the first set of stories. You know, it was exciting to be working on something that tied so closely to the modern era of the television show. This was the first thing I did that really tied into the current era. I've also done work on the Missy series and Paternoster Gang, but those were after Jenny. So Jenny was my first chance to really step into the world that Russell Davies uh, had created and Moffat to a degree, Stephen Moffat. And I'm so glad it's back. It, it seemed to take ages to coordinate all the moving parts to bring it back. But I'm really excited that they did. I love being back writing Jenny and Noah again because they are so much fun. They are they're brilliant because they're two of the most intelligent characters you could possibly meet because of, you know, Jenny's species and whoever or whatever. Noah is and yet at the same time they're so new to the universe that they don't know anything about anything within it which is just joyous to write two hyper intelligent people who should be able to get out of any situation their lack of knowledge of the universe is what always gets them in trouble um, apart from the fact Jenny's usually running headfirst without trouble and Noah's sort of held back going oh can we think about this so it's just joyous to pick them up and drop them anywhere and see how they react and then the people who react around them as well because they are both charming and um, just, yeah, just writing them again was was just an absolute pleasure. Yeah, more please. 